What's going on? We get a witness. You gotta see this. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crumb allowances from Mexico. What's play off? Playoffs. Playoffs today. Today. Episode oh, two. Day. Oh boy. Playoff special, huh? That's right. Championship. Championship special. There we go. Because we got Here the we Vikings. Go. We got the Vikings squaring off against the Eagles tonight. In the early game. I'm very pumped up for that. And I know Jacksonville Jaguars. I know he's pumped up for the Jaguars versus the Patriots. Yes, sir. Do the Patriots fall? I do not think so. <laughs> TB12, the GOAT, man. He, can't, he ain't going nowhere. He's not the GOAT, but... Um, we'll agree that... or disagree. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, they're talking about this. He's walking into the stadium, and they're like, oh, his hands are in his pockets. And I'm just... Listen... Like, I'm just thinking I can't believe this is on TV right now. Listen, my this every year he's injured before before this game. It's it's every year. Brady has this. Brady has that. And it's come on, man. Stop with the smoke screen, Belichick. We know Brady's fine. Okay, we get it. He's gonna come out and just come back with the with his injured throwing hand and 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 and, and win the game. We get it, but no, he's he's fine, and I just Jacksonville just does not have the offense to to win. I mean, oh my god, Bortles so Jacksonville, has to. Jacksonville doesn't have the offense. Is that because Blake Bortles is trash or what? Well, I don't know because Eric Rowe, Eric Rowe. I'm, listen, look, that's what I love about about Belichick coach teams, Saban coach teams, is just they <clears throat> they will always give you props even when you don't deserve it. And and look, I get it, Eric Rowe. You can't make the playoffs and be trash, sure. But Brad Johnson winning the Super Bowl isn't doing you any favors because he was not this great quarterback, and nor is Bortles. I mean, I won't say the Bortles is trash. Fine, he's not trash. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL, so you have to be somewhat talented. But he's not good either. I mean, the guy's just 87 yards in a playoff game isn't good. When you run for more yards than you throw and you're a passing quarterback in the playoffs at home versus the Bills. That was, that was almost impossible. Like it hurt to watch that game. Like, yeah, not, if it was not a playoff game, I would have turned the TV off, Like it was so difficult to watch. I remember going into halftime. I don't remember what the score was. It was, Three zero, three six, some something like that, and I'm thinking, wow, either of these teams could sign Kaepernick at halftime, <laughs> and they're gonna win. Like the winner of this game is the team who signs Kaepernick at halftime. Was the thought that went through I, I I thought I thought Deion Sanders was was a little crazy when he was saying that Jacksonville should, should draft Lamar Jackson, but I'm 100 percent on board. If Bortles can get this team here. Can you imagine what Lamar Jackson would do? I mean, the guy, man, man up, play man, and let and let him take off. I don't care what linebacker you have spying. 
I mean, and, and, unless it's yeah, I don't even know, man, because that guy's just too quick. That guy's just too fast. You you have to keep the safety down the box. But but let's stick to the playoffs. Um, I mean, they they have before we switch to the playoffs. Lamar Jackson. I'm looking this up right now. He. I'm watching these bowl games, and he was not even on the draft board. No. No, he's uh. He's not projected to go that high, and, and I get it. He he's not your prototypical quarterback. I I understand that. Yeah. But are we really going to say that Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen are a better answer for your football team than Lamar Jackson? I mean, listen. Oh my God, man! I, it's and the Pac-12 is pretty weak. I mean, and and when when they play out of, when they play another conference, it shows that when they play in bowl games, it shows that that they just they can't keep up with the good defenses. And I look at your performance when you play a good defense. You disappear against a good defense at the quarterback position. That's a problem. It's a trap. Don't that's fall for the trap. Don't think Mel Kilker's out here picking the best players just because. It's a trap. I mean, the, that, that Josh Allen kid out of Wyoming, that kid's good, man. He he looks like Carson Wentz, maybe even a little bit better. But I mean, the, there's some good quarterbacks in this draft class, but I'm not sure that any, that really any of them are are the guy. Lamar Jackson just gives you that 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 other option of hey, look what Michael Vick did in this league, and and he missed his prime. So what he did in this league, mix that with a more accurate passer. And you have Lamar Jackson. So I I really don't see where 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 the hate on the guy is. And Baker Mayfield wants to go to Miami. And as a Dolphin fan, I'm saying, get it up. Do it. Get it done. Dolphins are rolling with Jay Cutler again next year. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm a Jay Cutler fan, dude. I know everyone else isn't, but I just – the guy just man, he, he can throw when he wants to throw a football. The guy can throw a football better yeah. than, than most ever have. He just and never wants to. It, it, well, dude, our offensive line was not very good this year. A lot of injuries. That's one thing Miami has constantly are injuries on the offensive line. And then w- once we got rid of Ajayi, which I know Ajayi is killing it in Philly, and he's one of my reasons why I like Philly because he fits that offense, he fits their scheme. But in Miami, if you're not willing to pass block, then then you got to go. And I mean, that, that's exactly what they did. He wasn't, he wasn't picking up the protection, which is getting Jay Cutler killed. And what people forget is that Jay Cutler was drinking a beer, got a phone call from Adam Gase, said, Hey, you want to play football this year? And the guy's like, well, shit, dude, you know, I've just put on 10 pounds of beer weight and um, kind of chilling, but I sure. Picture, I, haven't bumped. I picture him like, with a, I picture him with a Coors light or maybe, maybe a Miller light. And he's just like giving the shoulder shrug, like, yeah, well, yeah, you know, why not? Yeah, I'll play, I'll play football this year. I, know it. I feel that Jay Cutler's a Mick Ultra guy. Something about it. I'll tell you what, he's definitely not drinking liquor. He's definitely not a whiskey guy. No, no, he, he is 100% a beer drinker. What about Probably has a bottle of moonshine somewhere. Jay Cutler might make beer in his basement. He might be the guy that makes beer in his basement. He probably does. What do you think Nick Foles is going to have to drink to beat 
that Vikings defense today. Dude, see. He's going to have <clears throat> some of that Captain Underpants superpower juice. All Nick that Foles has to do is make these smart decisions, okay? Be who you are, okay? Be Tom Brady's little brother today. That's all you have to do. Your team will do the rest. I think Philly's defense matches up well versus Minnesota. And I, dude, my, 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 biggest, my biggest problem with the playoffs right now is if, if I have to watch a Super Bowl that features Blake Bortles with Case Keenum or Blake Bortles with Nick Foles, then that right there solidifies my argument that you cannot, you cannot rank a quarterback off of Super Bowl victories because, my God, defenses win championships, and it's, and it's being proven right now. Now, it, it hasn't finished, and sure, the Patriots can go ahead and pull it out like they always do. But I, I really don't see Jacksonville pulling out the win today. But, but with the playoffs, Jacksonville's a seven-and-a-half-point spread. What do you think? I mean, we go into Saxon. I mean, seven points? That's the seven thing. Seven-and-a-half they have the Patriots winning by. Because I don't know, you know, maybe Blake Bortles gets lucky and they cover the spread, but that's what I think it's going to come down to is the luck of Blake Bortles. Does he eat his lucky charms this morning? Because the, the, the Patriots are going to take away the run. They're going to stop the run. Yes. Be all up to, to Blake. And I don't think he has it in him, but he surprised me before. Um, when, they were playing, when they were playing the Steelers, he had a nice bomb. Just threw it up. Guy caught it. Beautiful 60-yard-plus pass. Can he get lucky is the question. Exactly. I, I, mean, I mean, listen, Bortles has has an arm, okay? And, and, I, and I'll never take that away. He has an arm. They, they, they have weapons. They have a good old line. He's just now at the phase to where the game's so big for him and he's so afraid of making a mistake that, that he gets himself in trouble because a lot of those passes against, like, Buffalo – he was just pushing the ball across the middle, which works against Buffalo. But when you're in New England, when you're in Foxborough, this time of the year, you got to come up with, with a big boy game. You cannot play that. You you cannot play that way. You have to play big boy football. But but my biggest thing with with New England is this: their offense is a lot of dink and dunks. Okay, they they run a lot of option routes. They 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 do a lot of checkdowns. And get lucky with Deion Lewis being able to to break away like he did against Tennessee. I think in the first half they had 123 yards after the catch in the first half against Tennessee. That's not going to happen versus Jacksonville. And this is pretty cool. I'm looking this up, and Tom Brady's thumb injury actually moved the point spread. We were we were joking about that as being news, but his injury took the Patriots from being favored nine to seven and a half. Wow, a whole point and a half, huh? But that's huge. I mean, that's two scores or one score. Of course. I think so. But, I mean, right out, points, right out, point spread, Tom Brady, no Tom Brady. I'm picking the Patriots. I'm picking the Patriots? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Patriots. I, I really just think that, that Brady's going to get it done. I mean, the guy is great. I, I, I say he's not the greatest of all time, and that's not an insult. I, I, I hate how people get so insulted. It's like, listen, there have been thousands of quarterbacks that play this game, making him two slots lower than, than, than thousands of players. Relax. <laughs> I mean, he's great, okay? Being called great is no insult. He's great. The guy can make the throws downfield. He makes the right reads. What Brady does better than I've ever seen is he just does not make a bad decision. The guy just makes the right decision. And when he does, like if he does mess up or does make a bad decision, that's when you know it's over. Yeah. That's when he's going to get locked in and start setting you apart. Like he's the only quarterback where he he throws an interception and then the other team gets nervous. Yeah, the other team's like, "What the fuck did we just do?" You know. And, and, and when I what I'm going to say is, when you watch the Patriots and 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 it's like this every time someone plays plays the Patriots. If on second down you drop an interception, they're scoring the next play. The, the next play they're going to score because because Brady doesn't make that mistake twice and 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 to me I feel like when you when you get to make a play on the Patriots all that means is that that you just did what they wanted you to do and bit on a play and now they're going to get you Vikings are only favored by three points but they are favored yep. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about the Vikings, because I'm I'm extra biased. I think the Vikings are going to go in there, struggle with the running game. The 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 um, Eagles are going to be able to run it on them a little bit, but the Vikings are just going to put up too many points, man. Case Keenum for MVP, and they do it. They get to the next round. I'm thinking they're going by probably like nine. Vikings by nine points. Vikings by nine points, huh? Could be, man. Uh, dude, that's the game where it, it can go either way for me. I, I, I really think that Jacksonville has a slim chance of winning. But I think that Minnesota-Philly is a 50-50 game. Coin toss. What a career. What a roller coaster of a career for Gase Keenan thus far. You go to college, I believe University of Houston, and – breaks the, the record for, for most touchdown passes in a single season. And what's funny is that same year I was in college at, at a smaller school, and our quarterback, the, the fifth-year senior, Adam Nugabauer, shout out to Adam Nugabauer, Nugie. Him and he, he most touchdowns in college football that year of every division, and, and which would have been a record if it wasn't for Case Keenum throwing, I believe, what, 53? 53 touchdowns that year. And it's like, then he goes to the NFL, starts here, benched here, good game, bad game, goes to Minnesota because Bridgewater and Bradford can't stay healthy. And is in position to win a Super Bowl. And he's not, and he's not being carried. That's one of the craziest things. The guy has 3,500 yards. He's thrown for 3,500 yards and 22 touchdowns. 3,500 yards isn't being carried. I mean, they're ranked 11th in the league in passing, 7th in the league in rushing. 
they're 10th in the league for scoring points. They're averaging 23 points a game, 23.8. So they're 10th in the league. But the big thing is, and again, we've talked about this the last time, and and what Alabama has created to win the amount of championships they have, what Georgia's creating to match it, what teams are doing to 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 match it, is playing steady defense, holds you defense, and we're just going to make the easy plays. We'll punt the ball five, four, five times a game, but we're going to eat some clock. We're going to do this. We're going to we're going to be methodical downfield, and they have the number one defense in the NFL. Number one. Number one. Purple people leaders are back. Number one defense in the NFL, and does Philly have the offense with Nick Foles to match up? And I'm sorry to go back a little bit, but I heard purple people leaders I thought was the coolest nickname I've ever heard for a defense, for a football team. But then I heard what they call the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is Saxonville Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty dope, right? Can you think of any other cool nicknames uh, for teams that you've heard before? Who are you? Well, well of course. The no-name defense. The yes. See, Steel yeah. Curtain. Steel Curtain was nice. But no-name defense in Miami. Bunch of no names going out there getting it done, baby. Okay, so the coolest nickname is the no is no name. <laughs> I don't know. So come on, man, you can't just go fifty fifty. Who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? Is it going to be the purple people eaters, or is it going to be the underdogs? I think, oh, man, I'm going Minnesota. I'm going Minnesota. I. And I and I think Bailey pulled up by by ten points. Yeah. Ten points. I'm telling you. I, I, I just think it's gonna be close and then they're they're gonna they're, they're gonna either get a pick mm-hmm. six or they're gonna get a, a score and go up big. And well not big, but by ten points to finish the game. But, but I do not see this being a forty five to forty two. I see it being I hope it gets ugly. I hope the Eagles get down early. Nick <laughs> Nick Foles was slanging it. He was slanging that thing last game. Dude, Nick Foles can play, man. And I'm telling you, I'm going to say something here in a few minutes that I know is going to get some people fired up. However, get spicy, get spicy for the people. Because the thing, Nick Foles had a great season. I mean, people forget about when Chip Kelly was coaching the Eagles and Nick Foles was the quarterback. Nick Foles was going for MVP that year. He was he can throw the ball around. Look, my my honest and firm belief is you put Nick Foles in in New England, and there's not much of a difference. I know. It's crazy, right? But the I mean, guy, can, the guy, the guy can play the quarterback position, right? Right. And when anyone and everyone tells me that that Brady does it with nobody, I look at that roster and say, "How can you even? How can you say that?" 
and and still believe anything you say because Rob Gronkowski is no slouch. Okay, let's start there. Rob Gronkowski might be the biggest weapon to ever walk the planet in the National Football League. Rob Gronkowski is no slouch. He's no human. He is just a monster. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the guy is fantastic. Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, okay? Then bringing Brandon Cooks, everyone thought that that meant Brandon Cooks was going to have a 1,500-yard season. I said, you're absolutely insane because Brady is not throwing the ball 50 yards downfield anymore. What Brandon Cooks is going to bring to the table is he's going to demand over-top help. The corner is going to bail, and the safety has to play over top. You have to watch that man because you let him slip by. It's good night. And then the garden gnomes, Julian, Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola, are going to be able to just do what they do. Three yards in, three yards out, slant, those quick exactly. routes. See, that's another cool nickname, the garden gnomes. I do like that nickname. But, but see, what the, what the most overrated feature of football, and this is what we talked about on our first episode, is paying attention to detail and those little things. Everyone wants the 4-3 guy, which, yes, the 4-3 guy makes a big difference. Sure, he's fast. But the most underrated trait in a wide receiver is the route running ability. How well do they run routes? How quick are they out of their cuts? Are are they crisp every time? Do they run it the same way every time? Are they always doing it the right way? Listen, uh, Jerry Rice is the best receiver to, to ever play football. The man ran a 4-7, 40-yard dash. <clears throat> so how can you tell me that the greatest wide receiver of all time runs a 4-7? He wouldn't be a, a top three-round pick if he was to come out of college today. He was a small college guy running a 4-7-40. Might not even be drafted, but this is the greatest receiver to ever play, and it's because his route running was so crisp it was so perfect <clears throat> that he was always open. And and with coaching, that's what you have to go through, are those little things. Those, every time you run this route, you have to do it the same way. Do it perfect. If it's not perfect, it's not right. Good isn't good enough. Great isn't great enough. Perfection. Do it perfect. Work for perfection. And that's what New England does, man. It's amazing. It's I try to tell people, Brady's great, but it's a system that is fantastic. The option route offense is something that I don't understand why more coaches and more teams don't take advantage of. It is just flat out saying we're going to do the complete opposite of what you are, and we're just smart enough to be able to to execute it. Brady is intelligent. His football IQ is off the charts. He knows where to go with the football. He knows what your what defense you're in. And the receivers make the right decisions. You sit, we're going. You bail, we sit. You go in, we go out. You go out, we go in. <clears throat> and someone's always open. His his reads are all they're always open. And how do you stop that football? And then Deion Lewis out of the backfield is as good as it gets right now. Shout in to the NFL Combine. Don't fall for the Combine hype, all this draft hype, because it's a trap. Like you said, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, greatest receiver of all time, man. And it's the intangibles. It's that stuff that you can't measure with a stopwatch. Because Jerry exactly. Rice, he seems slow. He's running a 4-7. But when that ball's in the air, he goes into a different world. He goes, he, 
he hits the hyperdrive. He's out of there. And a good exactly. quote that I found that speaks to what you're saying, uh, I thought I came up with it, but Vince Lombardi actually said it better a long time ago. <laughs> perfection is not attainable, but if we chase perfection, we can, chase, we can catch excellence. Yes. Strive for perfection, settle for greatness. Uh, yes, excellence. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's bottom line, and and to me, I just feel as great as Jacksonville's defense is, New England will still score twenty one points. And can you score twenty four? How many points? <clears throat> how many points do you think Jacksonville's going to score today? Mm, I think they'll get a pick six. Yeah, the defense. I wasn't thinking about that. Like offense, how many points do you think the offense is going to score today? Ten. I'd give them six. Two field goals off a of defense position. Listen, um, get, getting into Jacksonville's offense. What I saw, Blake Bortles, what, might, Blake Bortles might get lucky today. We don't. I don't know. What I saw, what they did with Tennessee. Where they just completely said, you're not going to run the football. You're not going to run the football. And Derrick Henry has proven time and time again this this year and last year, when he gets his opportunities, he performs. Okay? It wasn't a knock on, on his performance that game. They just – they take away your asset. Your best asset, they want to take that away and say, beat us another way. And I don't think Bortles can do so. I just do not. And, and please prove me wrong because I hate the Patriots. I respect the Patriots, but I hate the Patriots. So prove me wrong, Bortles. Just do it. Get the job done, okay? I'll gladly go on the next show and say I was completely wrong about you. But just please get it done because right now I don't think that, that, that you can get it done. I don't think you can get it done in the SEC. I don't think you can get it done in college football at all. <clears throat> so – um, but what kills me is like people with Leonard Fournette, we, we throw, there's a word of that, that, that we like to use in sports that in my opinion gets thrown around way too much, Eddie. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. What's that word? Great. Great. I think, I think you're right. I think in sports, we throw around words. We throw around words like beast. We throw around words. It's the, this is my my pet peeve is when we're talking about, oh, this coach is a genius. And it's like, I mean, this guy doesn't look like he's read a book in 10 years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, oh, he's a genius. And it's like, all right, he knows football. He's got this system set up, but he's also got a whole staff of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Albert Einstein, genius. If you're a genius, people are – you're ahead of your time. People are throwing stones. You know, people are hating. Like Tom Brady's a football genius because people are hating on him. Yep. And just the way that – I don't know. There's 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 ways that you can build something and you can be – like it's just not genius. It's not genius level. Does that make sense? Because it's not yeah. – it's not – Thinking of something new. It's not thinking ahead of your time. Like you're doing something that's been done. You know, you're taking an offense. You, it's not like they're coming up with new play. I don't know. But I totally agree like, with you. I totally agree with you. We're so quick to 
to use these words to try and sound smart and sound fancy and give accolades, but it's just not appropriate. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, look, Ezekiel Elliott. You see me on Facebook. How many people did I have to argue with that Ezekiel Elliott's not the greatest running back in the NFL and the greatest running back of all time? He's good. The man is good. I gave him those props when he was in college. I flat out and I shared it because Facebook does the memories now, which thank you for that. I, I even shared it where I said Ezekiel Elliott is a bad man. Shout out to Facebook. They're going through a tough time right now. He 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 is. He is a bad man. But he's that. not he's not great yet. Okay. Great is to where you're just you're just so far above everyone else, right? You're great. Do you think he's really far above everyone else at his age? Do you think he's so far above everyone else that's only their second year in the league? No, I don't. I don't. And the reason why is the, the, the year before him, they had a thousand yard rusher. Okay. While splitting carries. And then he comes in and yes, man, his, he, he had the yards, but do not tell me. I said it when they drafted him. Jerry Jones was going to do all he could to make that happen. And the man got 28 carries, 34 carries, 33 carries, 34 carries, and back to back to back weeks that you don't see any workhorse back getting those carries. But, yeah, they're going to give it to the guy that, that's, that's 210, that's 5'9", 210, 5'10", 210. Come on, man. That's, you're right. They're, 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 they're feeding those stats, okay? There's stat padding. They're padding the stats up to make it look great. And the offensive line was just disrespected. They're the best offensive line in football. When you have a guy who's that electric and he can get seven yards before he's touched, yeah, the guy's going to make some impressive plays. But what, but what is he doing when, when, when teams are keen on him to stop him? There were games where he disappeared, man. And I think he's good. I think he's really good. I don't think he's all that great. Leonard Fournette, he's good, okay? When he has a hole, his big body gets going, man, and it's tough to stop. He can hurdle. He does his spin move, which I find really ineffective. Um, when you want to look at a spin move, I think Eddie Lacy's spin move is always better. But, I mean, yeah, he, he does it and it looks flashy. People, oh, look, he tried hard. Good job. Great job. And it's like, but let's give Jacksonville's offensive line a little more credit than, than they're getting, okay? They're a good offensive line who, who paves, who, who, who makes these big holes. I mean, they had it, one of his big runs last week. You had a left tackle downfield just driving someone 10 yards downfield, which he ran right behind him. So, I think he's good, but when you want to, when you want to compare, and this is where I was going to go with it, when you want to compare rookie stats, okay, I'm going to bring up Leonard Fournette's, and then I'll bring up another running backs. Okay, while you're bringing those up, while you're bringing those up, just the one thing that I thought was great was how Zeke handled his suspension, legally dodging it and staying relevant, staying in the staying in the games, pushing that suspension off, got a great legal team behind him. Never seen anything like that besides with uh Brady and Deflate Gate. And yeah. when he finally and when he finally did have to sit out those games, he was he went to an island, secluded himself besides having 
running backs who we cannot even debate whether they are great or not because they're some of the greatest of all time, came out and mentored him for a little bit, mentored him for a couple days. And I just thought that was the smartest thing. I I was just impressed when I found out how he was spending that six weeks. That's great. And you know what? Here, here's one thing. Okay. I, I wish the best for him. Okay. He, he's living a dream that, that, <clears throat> that so many of us had dreamt of and, and, and none of it's hate. Okay. A lot of it's ju- just my honest opinion and just what I look at. I, I think that the offense lines don't, offense linemen don't get the credit that they deserve. I think that the play callers don't get the credit that they deserve. Schemes, it's just a lot of those just get thrown out the window. People think, oh, well, he's great, he sucks. And it's like, here, look, here we go. Len Fournette, okay? 268 rushes, 1,040 yards, and nine touchdowns on the ground, okay? That's averaging 3.9 yards per carry. 3.9 yards per carry is pretty average, but he is a power back. I mean, slightly below average to me, but if you want to look at great. But he's a power back, so it's so it's going to be a little bit fluctuating in that area because he is doing so many short yardage plays. Now I'm going to go to a player and, and read you these stats. 267 carries, 950 yards, 11 touchdowns with a 3.6 yards per carry average, okay? That other player stats to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, are pretty similar to Fournette's, right? The thing, has, the thing with he has two more thing, touchdowns, one one less carry, a hundred less yards than Fournette, right? I don't know. I don't understand the argument because I just think you're talking about two great rookie running backs. Ah, but here we go. Here, here's who that. Who, here's who that second pair of stats were. Okay, and I wanted you to say that. Ready? Trent Richardson and Cleveland. Interesting. Yes. So in Cleveland, when they had Johnny Manziel, Johnny Manziel. Money Manziel. No, no, hold on. No, no, they didn't. Not yet. Okay, not yet. They had a worse quarterback at that time. So in Cleveland, Johnny, no Johnny line, could throw that thing. Yeah, no offense line, no quarterback. He's the only player on that offense. Everyone's keen on him as a rookie. And, and in that league, which, which pro football focus, the, the, uh, pro football references to bring that up. But in that league, I remember, I remember them saying this at the end of that season. There was one running back in the NFL who had more yards after contact and broken tackles than Trent Richardson that year, and it was Marshawn Lynch. Okay? So, so he was second as a rookie in yards after contact and broken tackles. 950 yards, 11 touchdowns, okay? But one offensive rookie of the year. But but a lot of people didn't say that was a great year. When Fournette has just 100 more yards, two less touchdowns, one more carry, which that doesn't matter, but one more carry, yards per attempt average is 0.3 yards off. He's great. The other one's a bust. People are putting Trent Richardson in, in the bus category with Jamarcus Russell, which oh, that's which this is my point with schemes. He gets traded what week three of the next season after he just won offense rookie of the year gets traded 
to Indianapolis who run a completely different system than him. He's now splitting carries. He gets a knee injury, and he kind of falls behind there. And schemes matter so much in football. Calling the right plays, a rhythm. When you have a Leonard Fournette, what Jacksonville does great, okay, what Jacksonville does great, and I wish the Titans would would take note, and I'm glad they fired Malarkey or ha- had him step away because he wouldn't take note, is when you have a running back who is 230-plus pounds, He's not a 8 to 12 carries a game, 100-yard guy. Okay? He's not going to sit here and just slice and dice through defense. He needs 20-plus carries, and Leonard Fournette has gotten that often. He's gotten the 20-carry the, the game, the 18-carry game, the 23-carry game. And when you do that with a big back, what happens is the defense just gets worn out. And I've said that so much over the past few years is when you go into a linebacker, the interesting stat was Ruben Foster coming out of college at 238 was labeled too big. He, he, he was too heavy. He had a he had a drop. That they had a middle linebacker weighing 215 in the in the, in the draft that was one of the top linebackers in the draft. And then they're like, as a player, I would love, I would love for you to put a 215 pound middle linebacker up in there. Are you kidding me? That's all game. I'm running at him all. I'm, I'm 235 pounds. You are? Yeah, baby. What's up? All muscle, too, right? <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> it's relaxed muscle. It's relaxed. It's relaxed baby. No, no, it's funny. Is I, I, I love when someone pokes me and be like, damn, Paul, you're hard. I'm like, yeah. You thought I was just this fat guy? <laughs> like, come on. That's, man. That's what I thought. No, man. You know, you have kids, you drink some beer. You know, you stop working out. Just some. The, the the belly just drops. <laughs> the belly just drops. But yeah, I mean, I mean, when you have a Derrick Henry, you have a Leonard Fournette, you you have these guys. I mean, what would have Pittsburgh done with Jerome Bettis if they would have only gave him ten carries a game? What I mean, I mean, come on, Jerome Bettis wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Yes or no? Yes or no? Jay Cutler is relieved slash excited when he finds out he's not playing. I think overall he'll be happy. He doesn't have to <laughs> move anymore. Uh, he gets to hang out with his beautiful wife and his kids. He gets the um, shotgun beers and sit in his recliner. Yeah, right. Exactly. And just, just be on vacation for the rest of his life. But at the same time, as a competitor, I know that, that it would kill him. Do you, do you, um, so you think he's a competitor? Oh, dude, he is. He is. Man, man listen, color this year. Okay, I'm not going to take Cutler this year as Cutler. Okay, the the thing about Cutler that that was always why I've always loved Cutler was one his cannon. The guy can flat out throw a football. Okay, and his earlier years, that guy would do anything to win. And what people forget is Brett Favre is known as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Fact. People. But where people get lost in it is they forget how Brett Favre played the game. If Brett Favre played today, he would be ridiculed, dude. People would be like, yeah, he's good, but look at those interceptions. The guy threw more interceptions than anyone in the history of the game. He also threw the most touchdowns. So when you're a gunslinger, when you're someone who just is going out there to try to win the game with your arm, okay, there are going to be times when when you say, hey, I can make 
because you trust your abilities and you can't. As a coach, I'll never get mad at that. I would, okay, that's fine. You, you try to make a play to win a game. We're down by 14 points, and there's my problem with Tannehill. We're down by 14 points. Five, there's five minutes left in the game. It's third down and 12 at our own 20. Obviously, punting the ball here doesn't make a lot of sense for us to try to win this game, so let me throw a two-yard pass because I'm afraid to throw that pick. Thor Cutler, Brett Favre, Matthew Stafford, these guys are going to sit there and try to force that pass across the middle, 15 yards downfield or to the sideline and say, hey, if I throw a perfect ball, we got this. If yes I throw, or no. We don't. Yes or no. The Dolphins should have signed Kaepernick instead of Jay Cutler. Uh, yeah, um, no, 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 no. And the, and again, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, I'm going, I'm going to go with what was going through Adam Gase's mind. We have two weeks before the season. Jay Cutler knows my offense. Colin Kaepernick does not. Colin Kaepernick might be ready to go vegan diet and everything, but I'm going to have to call Jay Cutler, tell him to put the beer down. And grab his, the grab understanding his of an offense is is something that should not be underrated, man. The understanding of the offense is so important, and that's what and that's yeah. what Cutler brought was he he you didn't have to teach him the offense, but what people are forgetting are those first few weeks, dude. He's never thrown a football to Jarvis Landry before this year. I just want to I just want to point out real quick that that is the same thought process that Bill O'Brien had when he signed um, the guy from Penn State. Oh, he knows the offense. Who? He knows the offense, but he doesn't know how to win. He doesn't know how to complete some passes, not throw interceptions. He doesn't know how to make it happen. Listen, you can I'm going to say that. The offense. You can't teach someone to know how to make it happen, to know how to win. You're right. You're right, but there were a lot of plays. Dude, listen, Cutler didn't have a bad year, okay? He wasn't bad. There were games where, dude, he, he outperformed the other team's quarterback. He put us in a position to win, and our team didn't, didn't make it happen. There were games where, dude, drop passes on third down, that kills you. Every play matters, and when it's third down and you have momentum and you drop a ball and then you punt and the other team scores and now you're down by two scores instead of tying the game, that's a big swing in the game that then at the end of the day gets put on the quarterback because now the quarterback goes out there, tries to make a play, makes a mistake. I'm never going to say Cutler was a great quarterback. But was he good? Yeah. Bad quarterbacks to me is a Tom Savage. Brock Osweiler. Okay. Ray Lucas. Again, I'm going to go Ray Lucas. I'm going to go – let me go down the other Dolphin quarterbacks for you. I had to do a double take when I saw that Brock Osweiler was starting for the Broncos again. I, could, I don't yeah. know which week that was, but I didn't believe it at first. I saw, the headline, I saw the headline, then I had to do more research. I, I just didn't believe it. Dude, it was unbelievable, right? How do, you think, how do you think it was when he walked back into that locker room for the first time? <laughs> no, <maybe not. laughs> the rest of the team just said that we have no shot. Because when he left and took that paycheck, the all of the defensive players were tweeting him and stuff, saying like, "Hey, when are you gonna give us our cut?" Mm-hmm. He's people were saying he should send Lamborghinis to every player on the defense for getting that paycheck. Should have, dude. 
Manning, too. He's got to go back into the locker room. Hey, welcome and, back, Brock. No, I, I, I don't know if it was like that. I'm pretty sure there was still some hatred going on. A lot of shit talking at practice. Um, But I don't know, man. I would have asked him, how was Texas every day? Every day, every time I saw him. Hey, Brock, how was Texas? Which, speaking of Texas and Houston, and that one I will go out and say I, I would definitely add the, the great tag too early under Sean Watson. Oh, I'm just on, I, I'm just a firm believer that you have to give someone four or five years to be consistent before you can say great. But he's and going a good, to be- a good example of that is Andrew Luck. People were hopping on the Andrew Luck train saying, Oh, this is the next Peyton Manning. This guy's gonna be great. Lo and behold. He got hurt. Can't stay on the field. Yeah. You can't be great if you can't play. And I don't mean can't play as in not have the skills. I mean you can't medically suit up and get in there. Very true, because you're no help to your team. You're no help to the cause that way. You're no help to anybody. You're You're just collecting checks like welfare. So... So are we going to predict the Super Bowl based off of our project, uh, projections, or are we just going to wait, wait it out? Based on our – we can do that real quick. I mean, we because we both have uh, Patriots-Vikings in the Super Bowl. And I'm going to have to – I mean, I'm biased, man. I'm biased. I'm a diehard. I think the Vikings have what it takes to stop Tom Brady, to keep the running backs in front of them when they're doing that short pass game. Let Brandon Cooks go over the top and drop drop everything and score enough points to do it, man. Vikings. Vikings in the Super Bowl with home field advantage by 10. By 10? It's got to be it's got to be two scores cuz if Tom Brady has the ball with one score, it's over. So it's got I got to predict two scores, you know. Dude, which which leads me to this question. Uh I'll say, hold on. I want to. I want to give Minnesota the win, but I just feel that this year was just too set up. Not, I'm not saying rigged, but to all Definitely. the chips fell in place. All the chips fell in place for New England to win. Okay, with all the injuries that's happened this year, with everything that's crazy, it's up for them to win. Um, but leads me to my next question. When you have the ball, okay, when the Patriots have the ball and you're up by three, okay, and they have the ball and there's two minutes left and there's a minute 58 left on the clock, do you just let them score so you, so you at least have a chance? Or do you just believe that your defense is going to stop them and then when you don't stop them and you have 30 seconds left on the clock to score, no, if six points? If you're up by seven I would say, yes, just go ahead and let them score as quickly as possible. But if you're up three, you can hold on to the maybe a wide receiver is going to drop a pass and you hold them to a field goal. Because I'm not saying you're going to stop them. I'm saying maybe you get lucky and the player drops a pass because you know Tom Brady's going to put it on the numbers while where the person can get out of bounds, whatever it takes. Yeah. Man, he, dude, I will say, man, I, I never in my life 
have held my breath more when a quarterback has the football in the final minute. Than, than and so that's the thing. And that's the thing is when he's got it, right, I'm the opposite. I'm the exact opposite. When he's got it with under two minutes, even a minute, I would say only 30 seconds, I would hold my breath. But if he's got more than – if Tom Brady's got more than 30 seconds on the clock, I'm actually breathing a sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to see something awesome. Not me, because I don't want him to win. <laughs> like, I just – I don't want it, man. Because cause I'm just – listen, I, what I don't want is, is Belichick to leave, okay? I, I want Brady to retire and Belichick to stay. Because if Belichick can, can still make the playoffs – with whatever second-tier quarterback they'll have after Brady leaves, then that just makes it, it just makes my point clear that Belichick's the greatest coach of all time more than Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. So my question would be is when do you think Tom Brady's going to retire? Well, dude, I, well, according to him, he's going to play for another, what, 25 years? Um, I was going to say, like, he might be on Social Security before he retires at this rate. Dude, doesn't get hit. The guy's body, like, 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 what ache and pain does he have? He doesn't get hit. <laughs> I saw, I saw something on on ESPN, and they said the reason people don't like Brady is because he reminds you that you ate a donut this morning. <laughs> like the dude, guy dude, takes dude. care of his body on and off the field. No, dude. The reason why I don't like Tom Brady, man, is is I don't like a guy who gets in his coach's face. When he when he makes a mistake and the coach just says, "Hey, you made a mistake." Maybe that's why I like him because I was always afraid of my coaches and I would never do anything like that. So I see a player do that and I'm like, "Wow, that's that's gutsy. That's ballsy." No, no, don't get me wrong. I've argued, man. I, I've I've argued. Oh, I know. I've kind of I, I've I've kind of said, "Hey, hey, hey, man, no, no, don't disrespect me like that." You know, kind of listen to what I saw, but. Not like he does, okay, but but it's beyond that. It's I've never been on national television with it, okay. Beyond that, when I get sacked, okay, I don't sit on my butt and just throw and throw my hands in the air and go, oh man, you know, like like start complaining to my offense lineman about how dare you let someone touch me once this season. Where were you guys? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you've had the greatest offensive line for years. And just because, you know, you actually get touched every now and then doesn't mean you have to throw a temper tantrum. I, I, I've never seen refs help, help a quarterback up so much in my life, ever. Every time he's on the ground, the refs are, oh, come on, Brady. Come on, Tommy. Um, he, he just reminds me of that kid who just – who – I don't know. He just reminds me of that kid in high school that had everything and was just a prick about it. Yeah, you know, like 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 mommy and daddy bought you a twenty five thousand dollar car when you turned sixteen. His first car was probably a T bird. Like that's what he looks like. As 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 Jacob over here, he works two jobs so he can buy a two thousand dollar clunker, and then and then you pick on him and, and and leave the circus of people making fun of his car that he paid for himself. As mommy and daddy bought you yours, you know. I mean, he just reminds me of that guy. He it. And I mean, I get it. He worked really hard throughout college, and and that's what makes me respect him, is that he wasn't given that in college. Um, in the NFL, you know, he was late pick, sat behind Bledsoe. Bledsoe got hurt, then he comes in, and he's great, man. The guy's great, and he had and he had it. He had that it factor from the get go, 
but just his his on field aura is just something that I just I don't respect as a player. I just do not respect his personality on the field. I I, I can't stand that. And the and the announcers love it. I mean, and, and everybody loves it. They just say, "Oh, what a competitor! Oh, he's so competitive!" And it's dude, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a trap, man. Don't fall. Don't fall for it. Don't. It's a trap. Because I'm telling you, Tom. When he got in McDaniel's face, dude, it was look at the leadership. The leadership. The guy's trying to tell him you missed a wide open corner route, and he gets in his face and tells him, "Fuck you." Like, the like, only, like, the like only, how is. The only other player I've seen, the only other player I've seen yell at their coach like Tom Brady does without getting chewed up, without getting completely torn apart is LeBron James. Because he is his coach. Which dude, which with which with that man is something that I can't I've I've been giving this argument a lot with, with about the Jordan stuff with LeBron, man. Jordan had who as his coach? Phil Jackson? Phil Jackson. Who is arguably the greatest NBA basketball coach of all time? Uh, the Zen master was Argue. The Zen master was in touch with the universe, and it, I think it had less to do with basketball and more him having the spirits <laughs> and the players to get him there. But I mean, he, I mean, unless the triangle offense expired, like you just look like, and it just doesn't work anymore. It's just not something that you can use to win unless you have Jordan. The person Yes. Who who he does, dude? That Lakers team almost mirrored his Bulls team. See now, okay. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if I think of the the greatest NBA coach of all time is is going to be somebody who well. Popovich. Popovich is the greatest NBA coach of all time. He, yes, but I, I, but arguably, so 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 as in, so there's an argument you can make the argument for Phil Jackson. Okay, I can make the argument <laughs> against the Zen Master. Absolutely, just because okay. you look at his teams, he's never done it with players that are. Do you think Phil Jackson got the absolute best out of all of his players? Yes, I do. I think that he got the most out of Kobe. I think that he got the most Kobe Bryant could offer. And with a lot of other coaches, Kobe Bryant wouldn't have gotten as much of success as he did with Phil Jackson because of that offense. Dude, that offense is is built for players like MJ and Kobe. Without, if, starting, if, another, without starting another argument, we can say Kobe Bryant is the top five player of all time, one of the top five players of ever. Yes? Yes. Yes. There was such a long stretch of no championships with Kobe. You know, but, but Kobe we're Bryant, doing that. Three Pete, awesome. I got. I, I was a huge Lakers fan. I was a huge Shaq fan. I was a huge Shaquille O'Neal fan. But then they trade Shaq, and it takes. It, and it takes. It's for me. It takes too long for them to get well, because, back well, into well, the championship. Keep the title. Um, then they the go spring. and they almost win three in a row again, but I'm saying just that that super long gap. You know, Popovich has not had a gap like that. He is relevant, trying to win a championship every year. But 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 the thing is, they ran into that San Antonio Spurs team that just had better 
players. I mean, dude, when Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan were in their prime, that's fantastic basketball. Fundamental basketball that you have a short midget on the field, on the court with Tony Parker, which I know is taller than the rest of us, but in basketball, he he, he looks like a dwarf executing the, a floater in the box. I mean, I mean, the guy, his technique is is fantastic. Duncan, Ginobili. I mean, I mean, the the, the team was was really good. Again, they were beating the Lakers, but Phil Jackson. But 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 here's here's where I'm going with this. Will Eric Spolstra ever be talked about as a great head coach? No. Tyron Lue, will he ever be known as a great head coach? No. So LeBron has had to coach his own team that he plays on. You know and what? The coaches, dude, 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 the coaches, I've seen it, and I know you've seen it. We've all seen it. Have, go to LeBron and say, what do you want to do? Draw up your play. What play do you want to run right now, LeBron? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I mean, he has to be the coach. Maybe Tyron Lue will be considered a great coach because he because LeBron. <laughs> because look at man, when he was the assistant coach for David Blatt, he had to tackle the head coach to keep him from calling a timeout. Like Tyron Lue is a smart guy. I give him absolute coaching credit. Shout out Tyron Lue for sure. Because I mean, to have the knowledge to just to be more knowledgeable than the head coach and still let him be the head coach. That's got to be frustrating. He's in a similar situation now with LeBron. Yeah. Now, now let me ask you this question, man. Phil Jackson has won the most NBA championships in NBA history. Take the triangle offense into OKC. Oh my gosh. Think about it. That's what Phil Jackson built at both destinations. He said, I have a su- supreme score in Michael Jordan. Let's 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 have the offense designed around him in this in this offense that we're gonna pull the traffic, the defensive traffic one way, dish out the other. We're always gonna have someone open. And he got ice shooter, Steve Kerr. Just ice. Okay. Let's swing out to LA and look at Derek Fisher. Okay, Robert Ory. Hell, man, Derek Fox was was a. I mean, uh, not Derek, but uh, Fox was a great player, man. A great role player for that team. Then you had Shaq down low, that just unbelievable. But the offense, but the scheme was built to to get the most out of each one of those players. Their abilities were capitalized in that scheme. Robman in the triangle offense was down low getting all those rebounds because of the offensive scheme. So, so yeah, I mean, the triangle offense isn't meant for, you know, the Timberwolves to go out there and use the, the triangle offense. No, it won't work that way. But Golden State? How tall OKC? How tall do you think Phil Jackson is? 6'1", uh, 6'2". This guy is 6'8". What? Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. This guy is 6'8", 220. Like, that's, a big, that's a big dude. He's up there. I always just saw him sitting down, man. <laughs> that guy sits so much. Yeah, I guess he is, man. I mean, I mean, when you start to think about his height towards next to the other players. Yeah, he's up there. And then now Greg Popovich is 6'8". <laughs> 
So it's what? safe to say it's safe to say one on one, Phil Jackson would put it on Greg Popovich. I think in I think in a seven games oh, you talking about basketball? One on one. how much would you pay to see Greg Popovich play um Phil Jackson in a game? I I think I'd give up everything. I'd give my car. Like that would be so amazing to watch. Um are, are we talking are we talking about right now, today? Backcourt rules? To, to where Pop because, because you know, you and know, yeah, uh, I, I really think that is. I think Phil Jackson will get him though. Now, now, sticking with basketball, is Boston for real? Boston's for real. Are, are they going to take the East this year? Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Boston has the best record in the league right now, and the pe- the player they're paying the most money it has not played a game yet. Yeah, but at the same time, IT just got back, man. And how's that going? Okay, well, man, the, Okay. Let's IT get him. just got back. Look, no, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. It just got back, started playing this month, and this has been LeBron James's worst month in his career, winning and lo- winning and losing wise. They're getting outscored by ten points per game, the most in his career since a rookie, and like you said, it's back. Yeah, but th- let's give let's give it a little more time. To get back into game condition, I mean, his injury was pretty. It was pretty, you know, serious. He had a pretty serious injury. How did they and trade th- him if he was injured? That's my question. <laughs> That's a great question. I thought you couldn't do that. I thought that wasn't allowed. I don't know. Basketball is different rules, man. I don't. Know. I know on the on the video game, if you try to make a trade with an injured player, it tells you you can't do that. I know, man. Two K needs to step up their their stuff, man. Make it more real. Listen, Two K like this. Two K is doing their thing. Two K is so. doing their thing. Then my player is unreal. The whole community thing is evolving, and NBA Live is trying to make a comeback, and that's just not gonna happen. No, never, not at all. They should, um, they should, they should save themselves some money and make a college basketball game. Dude, if they were to bring that back, man, I love that game. But it would have been great to to use K Dub in a video game, huh? That just never happened. Yeah, never got the opportunity. Shout out Casey Wilson, Norfolk High School, UCF alum. He was he he had the the third highest three point field goal percentage for a little bit. Yeah. Like he could shoot that thing. Yeah. His best year was his junior year, but it should I mean I don't know. I don't know what happened his senior year, man. Hey man, it's a whole nother it's a whole nother world out there, man. That's true. It's a whole nother world. Yep, that's true. I mean I mean you, you have to be multidimensional in today's games, man. 
in all, in all of sports, you have to be multidimensional now. You know, it's it, that's just the way that that is gone. But yeah, man, I just think that uh, I don't know, I, I think I think that Cleveland's still gonna pull it out. I I, do, I don't see LeBron James losing to any team in the East in a seven game series. LeBron said himself that if the playoffs started today, there's a good chance that Cleveland would get bounced early. Not a good chance that they would get bounced in general, that they would get bounced early. You know, and, and I, I will say this. One underrated stat, or not stat because it's not a statistic, but one underrated trait of LeBron James is, is the way that he handles the team. He will call them out when need be. And people, and I know it roasts people the wrong way, but it has to happen. Him saying that is a wake-up call saying, hey, listen, we got to pick it up. And, and you can say what you want about LeBron, but there's a game where I saw, I saw it on his Instagram, man. He, 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 he took the picture of, of the big board. He was leading the team in every statistical category again. Again, when, when you had a player who leads the entire team in points, steals, blocks, assists, free throws in a game, that's a problem. The rest of your team needs to step up and do something. When when you lose the finals, when he loses the finals and and he leads every category for both teams, you can't knock him for that, okay? He led every statistical category for both teams two years in a row in the finals. The entire series. But his team starts to come together. And what he does is he, he, he lets his personal production slope a little bit to get the other players back on pace. LeBron is and staying I, or going next year? I think he's staying, dude. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I don't see why he would. Uh, you, you have to. He's, he's rebuilt himself. A little bit, you know, he's gaining more respect from other from outside fans, and I feel as if you leave now, that will forever hurt your legacy, forever, and and it's going to put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths and a lot of your fans' mouths because if he leaves now, dude, I I don't know, man, I I, I would I would finally say something up, up against it, which I felt him leaving Cleveland the first time, I felt that. I agreed with him on that. The, the the office wasn't helping you at all. They weren't giving a damn about you. Um, and, and you had an office. That entire, I mean, I don't want to say the entire organization, but no, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire the office. The president was talking spicy. He was talking real spicy. Uh-huh. But, but the, 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 the front office was just bad. And then when you go goes to Miami and then – hey, I can go back to Cleveland. What he did was say, hey, listen, I'm going to let y'all be the worst team in the league for a little bit, get the first picks, and then I'll come back. <laughs> you know, let, let you this. get it. I was more surprised that LeBron went back to Cleveland than when he, than he left Cleveland. Agreed. Agreed. But, again, when he, when he went back, I understood it. And, you yeah. know – I understood it 100%, and it, it made sense. Um, you know, get out get out of Miami. The, listen, I'm a Heat fan. I've been a Heat fan. Uh, I followed Shaq, you know, when I was a kid. He was Magic's. He was with the Magic, and they went to L.A., so I went to L.A. He went to Miami. I went to Miami, and then I just stuck with Miami. 
Did I tell you um, about the time I met Shaq? Yes, you did, and I'm jealous. But that um, that whole scenario with the Miami sport fans, dude, we had the worst fan. The city of Miami has the worst fans in all sports. I'm sorry. I, I'm a Dolphin fan, okay? Die hard. I am a Heat fan. But when the Miami Hurricanes are undefeated and still can't sell out a 70-seat stadium, 70,000-seat stadium, when you have the you know, Tennessee selling out their stadium, the, the, the volunteers, when you have Alabama on a spring game getting 100,000 fans and you can't get 70,000 fans to support your team when you're undefeated, there's a problem. The Dolphins, We when I go to the Dolphin game, there's almost more Patriot fans, more Bill fans, more, whoever team we're playing, more of their fans than our fans. When the, the Heat are, are, are in the finals or are, 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 are in the playoffs and are losing the game, the arena empties. Like, I, I wouldn't want to go play for those fans either. Wow, Greg Popovich only has five championships. Listen, something I've never seen is Green Bay fans. This is amazing out here. Like, they will fill up the stadium for a summer game. Yes, and, and, and they will. Listen, not making the playoffs, sold out in the snow. No, eight degrees with a windshield of negative three. Out four there. inches of snow on, 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 on the bleachers. They're there. They're there. The the Packers have to they, – they get volunteers to come shovel the snow, and so many people show up to shovel snow that they have to turn people away. Yeah, because they love their team. And I'm telling you right now, with the way that the Milwaukee Bucks are playing, that would be another team. I do feel if he does leave, I would go to Milwaukee. Sixers. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. The only, sport. The, Sixers, the, only pro- the only problem with the Sixers is Joel Embiid can't stay healthy. No, he can't. You can't be great if you can't play. That's, what I'm, that's my thing. You can't be great if you can't play. If you can't get on the court, if you can't get on the field, you can't be great. What was that guy's name from Ohio State? Hardy? What was his name? From Ohio. What guy from Ohio State? Remember the number one pick? Couldn't, couldn't stay healthy. Are you talking football or basketball? Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Greg Oden. He was supposed to be the next Shaq, man. And you Can't know stay. picked after Greg Oden, right? Who? Kevin Durant. Damn. Kevin Durant was the number two pick that year. Greg Oden, number one. So what's the greatest draft class in basketball history then? 03. Yes, sir. 2003 draft class. Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James. Chris Bosh was in there. Um, what, what comes close was when – I don't know what year it was. I got to look this up. But when uh, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, that was a great draft class as well. Well, we have to think, what grade were we in when the John Wall song came out? <laughs> I don't even know what song you're talking about. You, you remember that song? Oh, no, no. boy. 
Oh, hold on. I got this. Yo, dude, how do you not remember that song? Yeah. So, 2003 draft class, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, David West. Oh, Shout boy. out to this dude right here, Boris Diaw. Nice. What a draft class, huh? Oh, man. Um, listen to 84 was pretty damn good, too, because we've got Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon, Michael Jordan, and Charles Barkley, and and John Stockton. Well, when was the uh, – when was it that, that Magic and Bird were drafted in the same class? They're saying this is the number one best draft class ever was 1996 because they had Allen Iverson, Marcus Camby, Sharif Abdur Rahim, you don't even know about him. Stefan yes. Stefan he was the first player to sit for the anthem. Um, yep, yeah. Stefan Marbury, Ray Allen, Kobe Bryant, Peja Stojakovic, Steve Nash, Jermaine O'Neal. This is it. 96 is the best draft class, bro. It just keeps going. Zodrinus Ilgauskas. And now he wasn't that good. But this dude could shoot the three ball, and he was seven feet plus. Yeah. And then you got Derek Fisher, too. This is the only one where it's got, like, a full squad. You got almost a whole team here. Well, I, 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 think, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would have to be the best one. Now, let me ask you this. Is Chris Bosh a Hall of Famer? Is Chris Bosh a Hall of Famer? If he would have stayed with the Raptors, you could say, hands down, Hall of Fame, hands down but just how he's i never my i'm biased i'm i'm, I'm gonna admit whenever i have a biased opinion i think chris bosh is the softest post player i've ever seen in my life of course just of course yes tissue, just not supposed to be on the block and, and and that's where everyone with oh he had to go to to miami with the superstars people forget that Dwayne wade Dude, that may, I love Dwayne Wade more than any basketball player ever besides Shaq, okay? But Wade missed half the season in two of those seasons, okay? The, the, the man wasn't there the entire year. He was hurt constantly. He was always taking the time off, and he needed to. Then Chris Bosh, as, as, as good as he was, wouldn't stay healthy, and when he was healthy, was absolutely just awful. Down low, could not get the rebounds. Was wasn't getting the post points. That would have to LeBron would have to step down and do that. We have to put in Birdman to do so because because the guy that we're paying the big money to be that player can't step up and be that player. I'm gonna okay, say Chris Bosh is a Hall of Famer because the NBA Hall of Fame is real easy to get into. They've got referees in the Hall of Fame. They've got it's it's a turnover that could have gone either way. But when, and, and so that could happen for Jacksonville. They All right, I found the song. You ready? Yes. Remember the song? Cut it, bro. Cut it. I can't hear it. Oh, 
You remember that song? That was that jam, dude. 2000, 2010. That song came out in 010? Yep. Yeah, I said 010 because I'm a G. And that's correct because it's 2010. Yep. Just like with happy 018. 018. I remember Chris. I'm trying to look up this Chris Bosch commercial that he made himself because he was trying to get to the All Star game. Oh my lord! And so he and he's the only player I've known that's done that. But I mean, he's he's an All of Famer, not because of his awesome skills, but because of how easy it is to get into the basket. Because it's not the NBA Hall of Fame; it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. And it's not like the, the NFL. It's not like the NFL or the MLB where they try and keep people out. They try and put people in. They try and get as many people in as they can. Yeah. So listen, one of the last things I want to say is where one of the arguments I can't stand when we talk about basketball, even with football, is oh well, players today couldn't play in the game of yesterday. Where in the hell do you think a man who is six foot seven, six foot eight? 270 pounds, as fast as an NFL receiver, can shoot from anywhere on the court, could not play in a more physical game, is unbelievable. To where there's no argument against that players are more athletic today as they were yesterday. They, the, 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 I mean, they're more athletic, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger, they're – their IQ of the game is higher, but it's it's watered down. There's not as much talent. How, how is that even remarkably close to being accurate? I think or, I think that being I think that we glorify the times that we're in. Um, players are softer nowadays. Players are younger nowadays. Like, I mean, I watch videos of, of, of Shaq and Charles just laughing, laughing at these kids because they know they would go out here right now and average 20 and 15. They would be doing what Carl Anthony Towns is doing. And, you know, we've well, brought well, in yeah. the skill base. We've brought in the skill base. Barriers have been broken. You know, seven-footers like Kevin Durant can do it all. But, I mean, he still couldn't guard Jordan back in the day. Patrick Ewing would still have taken him down on the block, no problem. Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon would have destroyed, ate him up for lunch, breakfast, and dinner twice a day. And yeah, but, also look but at, I mean, the, the thing is that Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson was just able to play no matter what year it was. But, but those guys aren't guarding Durant. You know, they're they're not going to be the ones guarding. Exactly. You, you're going to have, in order to guard Durant, you're going to have to use a guard or, or your most athletic forward because if you put a center on Durant, get out. But that's get the out. Thing. It's like you're Shaq, asking who. Shaq, Shaq would dominate any era ever. Yes. I, I mean, I mean, so yeah, we're talking about the greats, but trying to tell me that Steph Curry couldn't play in 1994. There was no three-point line, so what would be the point? Oh, you said 94. 
He could, yeah, he could. I mean, he was a transfer. Trying to tell me that LeBron James couldn't couldn't have played against Magic? That would have been fun to watch. Well, and and, and again, the game isn't physical, and the game hasn't been physical for LeBron's entire upbringing of the game. So you've never had to to play that way. The game has always been less contact. So you're trying to tell me that throwing him into an era to where he grew up being physical, he wouldn't have been a more physical player? Come on. He would have been able to handle it, I think, because, I mean, that the way that man's built, you try and get physical with him, he's going to blow by you. you and, I mean, him, players, you get physical with you. players are so much faster. He's now gotten that post-game. He's just now started getting that post-game together, though. And then, and then one of my biggest things is people talk about, well, the, the league's watered down now. Okay, how, well, how did they get watered down? Well, the expansion teams. That's interesting because the expansion teams were put in place when Jordan went on his first three-peat, and then more teams were added when he went on his second three-peat. So would the league be more watered down then when the teams were just created? or now when they've had 14 years of draft classes and free agency to build a better team? Tough question, man. I mean, people are definitely – you learn. I mean, people learn. We learn. We evolve. So, I mean, the NBA is only the way it is now because of how it was back then. Of course. Of course. But it's just – Football players today are so much more athletic than they were before. It's just – it's unbelievable. And it's technology, it's evolution. It's it, – it, absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, these guys want to be able to play. So you're trying to tell me that Julio Jones wouldn't have dominated in 1988. What corner were you putting on Julio Jones? I don't know. I don't know any corners from 1988. I, I, I mean, you had Dion. That's. I was gonna say Dion, but I don't think Dion was that old. But would Dion be able to, to handle the physicality of Julio Jones? How many touchdowns did Julio Jones have this year? Oh, not not that many. I'm not too positive. Not that many. This was a down year for Julio. That's why I asked. But that's fine. He he he's a, he's more of your down. He gets you downfield. Larry Fitzgerald could play in any era. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he's, <laughs> hey, Larry Fitzgerald has played in a lot of eras. He's, he's been around for a while. But I mean, I mean, these guys. I mean, it's just, I get it. You don't want to, you don't want to let go of, of of who your greatest is. I get it. It's fine. That that's my my point with Marino. I never want to get rid of the he's the greatest quarterback of all time because I just feel that if he was to have any supporting cast on defense. If you know his offense line was a little better, he he would have he would have had the Super Bowls. But I mean, when 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 you look at the the running games, the you know everything about football, you can't tell me that that Dick Buckets could come into to 2018 and be a pro linebacker. And that's my argument for the coaching. Like you, you got to look at everything. You look at the players that they had. You look at how long they've been doing it. You look at who they, when they were successful, who they were successful with. And so it's, it, it, yeah. There's just so much that comes down to it. We're trying to argue these, these small things, these small points. When you got to look at the whole game. Yep. 
Yep. And so this has been great, man. We're going to see who wins tonight. We're going to see if our picks come through. I'm going to be watching. I know I know you're going to be watching. What are you doing before the games? What are you doing until the games start? Uh, just preparing myself for the game, really. Just, uh, going to... right. That's right. This is taking over my whole Sunday, too. I, I got a little bit of cleaning to do, but it's my only day off, so I don't know how much I'm going to get done. The, the sun's here, you know. He's uh, Shout he's doing his Parker. thing. Shout out Parker. Parker. You know, probably get you know, I gotta get some wings down from Emils. Shout out to Emils, the number one wing place in Charlotte County. Um, Shout out to R and D's, where I'm gonna be watching the game tonight. It's a Packers Bears bar, and I I go in there with my Vikings gear on. Oh no, man! I I I'm gonna enjoy the the Florida weather today. It's uh, you know, you already know that I'm gonna be sitting in the same spot, drinking the same drink, eating the same wings as I was last week. <laughs> I agree, though. <clears throat> you definitely should. Listen, those are real things. Okay, you can't mess up the juju. If something works. Real. Keep it. <laughs> Juju is real. So what type of wings do you get? Barbecue. Honey barbecue. Dip them in ranch. What's wrong with you? I'm a sweet guy. I got a sweet tooth. Dude, hot garlic, baby. Extra crispy, extra wet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. That sounds delicious, but it gets that. I don't know. I, I like to enjoy my food. We'll have the wing debate next week. We thank y'all for joining us. Yeah. A long episode. A long episode, but a great episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tweet us. At Paul B. Balcom. B-A-L-C-O-M-B. Paul B. Balcom. And you can find me at Attract More. At Attract More with two O's. And we're going to holla at y'all next time. Thanks for thanks for listening. For everything coaching in football, basketball, sports, I'm Paul Balcom. And I'm E3. Thank you very much. Peace.